Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Hello, 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 lovely people. As Ellie Crow would say, another awesome Tuesday. And we're going to talk about something really important today. We're going to talk about the process of grieving alcohol. So I'm not going to go into too much detail now because we do that, obviously, in the conversation we do that. But this is something that comes up a lot. And I think it's a really important thing that not that many people are talking about. And it and it's a really important part of the alcohol-free journey. So we're super excited to put this out. We're really, really excited to see what your thoughts are on it, how you have kind of... Um, where you are with the process and, and, and if this seems that something that you've experienced or or perhaps are experiencing right now. So we'd love for you to come and let us know about that in the Facebook group. And what's more, we've got some really exciting launches coming. So in autumn, we're going to be doing some things we haven't done before. And if you want to find out about them first, the place to do that is in the Facebook group. Awesome. So there's not much else to say other than uh, see you for a cool conversation in uh, just a mo. There we go. I nearly clicked record right in the middle of Ellie, yawning the a world's big biggest yawn. yawn ever. A big, big yawn. Big yawn. <laughs> big yawn. I need um, a big yawn. I'm very tired. Get all that oxygen in. Mm. I um hey, you know, is it it's tortoises or is it they they yawn, didn't they? They they like one of them yawns, another one yawns. It's quite funny. Go, go, go Google that. That's 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 a good watch that's a good to- hour. Watch some tortoises. Some tortoises. That's a good hour. Was it or is it tortoise? I can't What's remember. The plural of tortoise. I'd combined oh, the two. I combined it. I, I, I just combined. started making up some more new words. I combined the two the other day. I had like a, I don't know, a turtus, a turtus. That was it. That's what I said. A turtus. I think <laughs> just came out my mouth a because turtus. we've got we've got a cuddly. Uh, what is it? Tortoise. Anyway, I called it a turtus. I think I can't remember. Try, anyway, brilliant. Spoonerisms, but not. Spoonerism's cool, isn't it? That's when you take two words that shouldn't go together and jumble them when they're that you take them out of order in the sentence. Mm. Anyway, one of my favorite words. Right. <laughs> we 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 uh we diverge. No, we divulge. I always get that one messed up as well. What did we do? We did some digressed. We digressed. <laughs> Didn't do any of that. Um <laughs> oh, man. I love it. So this week we're gonna talk about something really important. Um and I, and I don't know how many people are talking about it, but I think it is really, really important. And I made a few videos on it recently, and I just thought it'd be a nice thing to chat about. And it's, it's, it's letting go of alcohol, grieving the, the, what we thought alcohol was. And um, it's really interesting because the way I was talking about it in the video, it was like, you know, have you ever had one of those mates who you thought was really nice and they turned out to be a fucking asshole and they did a load of shit behind your back and, uh, and you had to grieve the, the the kind of loss of the person that you thought they were, you know, you realize they weren't that person. Um, mm. And I feel like that's true of alcohol as well, that on the journey at some point, we have to release the, the idea that we had of booze because the reality we've often already let go of, like we're, we're aware, like we've been waking up with the headaches, feeling the anxiety, like, you know, we, we can see it, it's there in front of us. It's our lived reality. Like if we've been drinking every day or in the cycle, but actually the idea of alcohol 
is what we have to let go of. Our brain brings up the like, oh, beer gardens and all this kind of romanticized bollocks that that gets thrown back into our head. And and I, I don't know, I think that's a process of like of letting that go. I think that's mm. part of it. I don't know how you feel, Ali, but I think that's mm. something I had to do. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because it leaves a it leaves a bit of a, a hole, it leaves a bit of a gap. And I think that's when we can have those moments of people, clients will talk about romanticizing or I'm romanticizing mm. the idea and they're romanticizing it because they know that it's not going to deliver what they want it to. And so I do think you're right that we have to learn to let go of the illusion that we thought, you know, oh, that was a fucking scam. We've got to let go of the illusion of what we thought was there. It's funny because just this week, I had, just this weekend, I had an experience. Oh boy, this is going to go down in the parenting, the big parenting book of things I've had to do uh, in my journey as a mother. Oh my God. My eldest one, Pearl, decides she wants to get her, well, sorry, she didn't decide. She right, She's wanted to get her ears pierced for ages. And I said to her, look, if you want to get them done, you can get them done. No problem. I'll take you along because I know for what I know, I know full well. Yeah, I've got I've got the pin and uh, an ice cube. Let's go. <laughs> Parenting handbook one hundred and one. She's um, she's not keen on discomfort. Is dear dearest Pearl, and so when I talked to her about the reality of like what happens, and she's she's asking me, does it hurt? And like, hell yeah, yeah, it does. It hurts a lot. <laughs> So for a long time, she's been averse to getting it done. She wants to get it done. She's pure cognitive dissonance. Wants to get it done, doesn't want to get it done because she doesn't want to go through with the physical act and surrender to the pain. And she decided, oh, God, she decided at the weekend she did want to get it done. And the thing that I was worried was going to happen happened, and that is after an amount of time in the piercing chair, she got one of them done. Oh, <laughs> oh that's cool though. That's cool. And then wasn't too keen on having the second one done. I was like, oh, holy fuck. And we'd already been in there like an hour or something. Like this is a really long drawn out affair. And in the end, the, <laughs> the piercing lady said, look, I'll, I'll pierce my own ear to show you, like, you know, what happens, so she could physically see what happens. And so the piercing lady pierces her own ear so Pearl can see. Like, <laughs> Did you do it again? Yeah. I'm just, I'm not quite sure yet. <laughs> well, funnily enough, I was almost going to get mine done to show her, like, because I was just like, oh, hell. And the, throughout the Is this after thing, she's had one done or before she'd had one done? this was after she'd had the first one done so she'd had the first one done but then she needed right okay better oh my god it was all like but where i'm going with this is it was so incredibly draining because i was having to be so patient with her because she was upset she was really frightened at the same time she's wrestling with her cognitive dissonance around wanting to get it done not wanting to feel, not wanting to endure the pain. I'm try, I'm teaching her breath work or coaching her through breath work. I am 
I'm doing all of the things. And it was freaking exhausting. And there was a point where I, I had like this moment of, God, wouldn't it be nice to just like smash a whole bottle of vodka right now? <laughs> like like as, if, as if that's what I do these days. And I was like, of course it wouldn't. But, the, but there was this small part of like, you know, you think, you think that you get something from drinking. You think that there's a benefit. And when you are as strung out as I was after two hours and, and it's hot and I'm dehydrated, like I've got all, all of it. It's a recipe for disaster. I'm imagining this playing out in Claire's accessories, by the way. It didn't, did it? It was in a, it was somewhere else. <laughs> it was, it was somewhere else. It was somewhere else. But I'm like, I, I was literally like, if there was ever a time I was going to return to drinking, this would be it. And, uh, and it, not from a, um, what was the cat in the garden? Where, where are the hounds set upon the cat in the garden? Don't okay. poo in my flower beds. But I do like cats. I just don't like them pooing in the flower beds. I'm just wondering, it must be a, it must be a new cat to the neighbourhood because why would it be in the garden with three just dogs? Just go and have a polite word with it afterwards. It'll be fine. Anyway, I digress, Sam. You divulge. <laughs> Anyhow, the whole point of this is, um, it's now a blackbird looking at the cat like, eh, mug. Um, we can think that alcohol is going to deliver something. And so that moment of like, if there was ever a time to start drinking, this is it. Joking, half joking. Like I would never, I would never have gone and drank afterwards, but there was something there. There was the, that last bit of the illusion of like, cause it is an anesthetic, right? It is a good anesthetic in so much as you can, numb yourself so i had to would have been it would have been better in our ear than in your well is that exactly that's exactly what i was thinking at the same time numbed her ear with a bottle of vodka it's just just like that moment of like oh fuck fuck i don't like i don't i don't have a numbing outlet anymore i don't i choose not to do that Hmm. so there's a grieving of this illusion of there being <laughs> there being some other way. There isn't another way. There isn't. You have to feel stuff. You have to feel stuff. You have to get through stuff. You have to surrender to stuff. You have to live your life. Mm. There isn't a there isn't a magic pill, you know. Well, I mean, and and nor do we. I mean, there's not supposed to be. So the the idea. I think I think it's letting go of the idea that there was supposed to be one. It's just the. It's just what we're told. I mean, I guess in that moment, like, if that for whatever reason, a bottle of vodka was just a just. It could have been anything, you know. <clears throat> it could be smashing a chocolate bar or, or whatever. It doesn't, you know. It could be absolutely anything. Like it's. Uh, yeah, I, I I cannot remember the last time my my brain. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. I can't remember that. Re- like, I mean, it's been it's been a long old time now. Um, and it, I know that on the other side of just feeling something very quickly is something else. You know, oh yeah, it's kind of transmutes, doesn't it? And I think we all know that. But so I think for me, it kind of played out as that the romanticizing for me. It's interesting actually. It was less about feeling my feelings, and it was more to do with. Uh, 
status uh of like what you know what you did and the kind of person that i am and like you know this kind of like carefree kind of like you know whatever you know adventurous guy out there kind of stuff that it was kind of wrapped up in that kind of idea for me it was like yeah you know you just sort of like we'll go down and we'll start the adventure and we'll have these beers and then like who knows what's going to happen and we'll we'll go raving all night and we'll get back to when in the morning and it'll be all like a human traffic traffic have you ever seen that film the thing is it's not like that it's not like that you know it's um it's it's hangovers and it's it's uh feeling dehydrated and and, and the reality is really different to that and and i think it's funny because when we first start drinking when we were like in our teenage years or 20s or something we're still connected to the joy of just being a teenager or being 20s and the alcohol hasn't rooted itself yet so we can innocently confuse we have a load of fun when alcohol's not there then we start having loads of fun and alcohol is there then we innocently start saying that alcohol is the reason that we are having fun yeah um and then the and then before we even know it we're dependent on it without realizing it and then the alcohol starts changing in our body. We build tolerance and all those things start to happen. And the more, you know, if we drink a lot when we're younger. So it's all an illusion, even the moderating bit, even when we're like, oh, if only I could think about alcohol like I did when I was in my 20s or 20, 2021, 20, 22, like that spectrum of, of alcohol use disorder of kind of um, dependency. We can take a snapshot of when I could take a snapshot of when I was like, I don't know. It, I never was someone who went out and had a couple. I always drank to get drunk and drank to to deal with like the endless nattering inside my brain. Um, but I could take a snapshot of when I was like, maybe first got to uni. I'd be like, yeah, why can't I just drink like I did in the first year of uni? You know, it was like way, it, I mean, actually I wouldn't, I'd have to go further back than that. I'd have to go back to a time where there was, where there were things in my day that stopped me from, from sort of just doing whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, which was what I did at uni. Previously to that, jobs and college and school and all that kind of like stopped that being the entirety of everything that I did so but really it was just a point and on the scale it's a snapshot of a point on the scale um and like when you've moved it's so challenging to go back to that place you know and we've, we've spoken about this on the moderation thing so we're letting go of that but your brain even when you're in your late 20s 30s 40s your brain will go oh you remember that time you know that that snapshot of that beer garden with the sun on your face and it takes a snapshot of a night as well so it takes a snapshot of like a of a 10 hour binge where there was an hour where the sun was out and you were having a good chat. It forgets the kind of like argument you had and the this that you did and the and, you know, you nearly got run over by a car and then and then you lost your fur, like all that kind of stuff. So so we build all those up as as part of the idea and the illusion. And then we get these adverts out there and, and all that gets jumbled up in our mind. And then it's like, there you go. That's what alcohol is. And it isn't. It's not that. It's just not that. We all know that lived experience, you know, if for anyone who's listening to this, you will have experienced the difference between what you think it is and what it really is. Mm. And letting go of that idea, that made up idea that makes it easier to sell, that makes it look like anything more than a drug in a bottle, that makes all that stuff like, you know, that's that it's a process, but I think it's important to acknowledge it. So we're not great. Like, so people talk about grief and they talk about letting go. But to me, it's very often not the reality of it. It's the, it's what you believe it to be. Mm. And like we've said, you know, this is the thing with mindful drinking is if you believe alcohol to be a certain way, it will color the experience that you think you're having as well. When you actually drink mindfully and strip it all back and look at what's actually happening, you realize how much 
you're living through your filter of what you believe it is. You're like, oh, actually, it's not even doing half the shit that I could have sworn it was doing for me. Mm, yeah. And, and so therein comes the pity party that was having in the fucking jailers on Sunday. Like, ah. <laughs> but I mean, I get you, but even then, like, you just, that's innocent though. We're human. You got caught up in, like, you're in a, in a situation where I bet it felt like, all those feelings were coming from the situation and what Pearl was going through and the potential pain that she had and all like, but they weren't, they were all coming through from your thought system in that moment. Mm. And if we just get tricked by that. Right. Mm. And then the moment we re- wake up to that and we realize it's not, then we're in a different environment. We're, we're living in a different experience. So just feeling it and knowing it's safe to feel it. That's the most powerful thing there is. Right. Yeah. But I think it's important to not try and, pretend it's anything other right but you won't you won't you'll either see it or you won't and in that moment you didn't see it because you're a human being and there'll be loads of parts of my life where i don't see it too you know well i think i just wanted to um i think i just wanted to feel sorry for myself for a moment that's it it's like this is this is fucking hard it's hard like it's hard to be so dysregulated that you want to reach for something that's going to anesthetize you because you just feel so you've allowed yourself to become so strung out. And the thing that I thought existed some time ago doesn't actually exist. It's not available. So I think that, that to me is where the, the grief comes in. It's adjusting to, what what is real as opposed to this illusion of what we think is available with drinking yeah yeah that's it you know but it's different things for different people you know like food became and like we don't even know that we've got those layers of thinking a lot of the time that thing just makes sense to us in the moment Mm. right it just starts making sense and then but the more you look in this direction and the more you see, you know, the, the truth of it and like where our feelings are coming from and, and the fact that they're safe to feel, the less those things make sense. And I'm willing to, I would imagine that whatever happened in that process in that day, mm-hmm. you've let something go, you know, because you've seen like, <laughs> I know it's not going to do what, it's, what it says it's going to do or what I used to think it's going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we, it's it's like there's a a hole. I think I said this earlier. It's, it's like it leaves a hole and then you've got to fill the hole with something new. And there's something new. Could be any one of a number of things, but accompanied with all of them will be a new le- a new level of understanding of how things work. Yeah, what do you, I'm interested, what do you mean by the the hole that it leaves? When you, when you realise that it's, it's like a liminal space between two levels, two different levels of understanding. So there's, there's, there's a gap, there's something to be filled. Well, not necessarily to be filled, you have to fill it, you can just sit in the gap, but there's a, a space for you know how something always has a beginning a middle and an end 
So what happens at the end? Something new is created. So mm. it may be that for somebody like in their earpacing situation, it may be that you become as strung out as I did and dehydrated at sitting in a bloody jewelers for two hours, pleading, <laughs> pleading with your daughter to just finish the job so you can get on with the rest of your day. It may be that the space is filled with gratitude. That might be the thing. It might be gratitude for, well, I used to, like, so take the Peppa Pig of the tennis racket of the nose incident. So there, there, there was no thought of, oh, by the way, like I could really do the drink when I get home. Now that would have been the case in years gone by. And what was going on there in the aftermath of that situation. So a similar, a similar experience in the body in terms of dysregulation. But I was just so full of gratitude for being the other side of it for the access that we have to free healthcare the the fact that she was okay and she wasn't traumatized apparently after the event the fact that it came out and she didn't have to have surgery the fact that I could attend to her the way that I did the fact that I could speak to you and get some clarity the fact that you know, it, it was, there was something positive for both of us, um, her and I, in our connection. Like, it, there was just so much to fill that space with. Does it make sense? Yeah, I think that's just what bubbles up when contaminated thinking goes down. So it feels mm -hmm. like we're in, like, we either, when I was saying we either see it or we don't, I mean, we, we either see that we, that we've got a lot of experience playing out that we, like, we're, like we've been talking a little bit on some of the TNM stuff recently, but like we're innocently blaming the outside world for the experience that we're having. And that's human, right? We get to the point where like, oh, it's it's the fault of that person or the experience or the circumstance. I mean, or this day at work is the worst day at work ever or whatever, right? And and for all the time that we're doing that, we, we're getting worked up. Like, How can I figure this out? And like, oh, it would make sense to go smash a Tobler road. It would make sense to go and do this or, for, you know, go drink or whatever it might be. But then the moment we realize, oh, hang on a minute. Like when that when the snow globe settles a bit and we realize that's not where my experience is coming from. It's coming from inside of me. Then that drops. And then in its space naturally, without us needing to like consciously fill it with anything, tends to be joy grateful like whatever woof, comes back in again you know and I think that's uh I think that's just a, like a a natural part of the process of seeing through the seeing through that and like and like that's that's what comes up and I, so it's it's funny because for, I I really resonate with what you said for a while I believed there was a hole that needed to be filled filled with alcohol but then it was funny that it's a little bit like one of these questions where you transcend the answer so I went out there looking for the answer and brought a load of things into my life that were really amazing um, to kind of try and replace it. But then over time, what I realized was, oh, there isn't, like, you know, there is no hole. I've just made it in my head like that. Like we're, we're complete. Like, like, you, and you know, this, like yeah. we're in. And, but when you see that, you're like, oh, fuck. But in the meantime, the thing that bubbles up, I think when we see through our thinking is like a, a different way of seeing the world, a new perspective, love, gratitude or like 
you know, like you were saying with with your experience with Nubber and the and the Pepper the Pig tennis racket, which is <laughs> going to go down in history. Yeah, yeah, but you know that everyone's going to have their version of the piercing incident where you mm. know we're we're not talking about a peak experience. You're talking about <laughs> something you you know like yes you can create your own suffering by resisting it but you don't have to uh you don't have to try and kid yourself that you're enjoying it by any means like it's something to be um endured well i think i think kidding yourself to try and enjoy it is one way to keep yourself stuck in the 100 percent. so you just it's just being there with it isn't it and then you'll see through it when you do yeah yeah and so I think things like knowing that you have other options as you traverse the space. So being in te- so being intentional about gratitude, I think, can be helpful when you are like talking about the early days of this sort of stuff, where you're starting to see the illusion, and you. Like if, if anybody is listening to this and thinking, yeah, that makes sense, like I'm grieving in some way, then there's a there's a tool that's right at hand for you, gratitude. So you can turn it from grief to gratitude in the moment. And you use that tool until you don't need the tool anymore. The tool becomes a goal. Yeah, yeah. I think it was funny because I feel as if just the acknowledgement of, oh, that's what's happening. And then and then allowing myself to feel that. There was like I wrote a post a while back. It was something like um it was it was talking about this strange space I was in where I was kind of it was like I missed who I was when I was. 20 but I was realized it but I realized that it wasn't actually the reality like if I were to go back there there was a huge amount of anxiety and emotional pain and so I was kind of like man I was trying to find my way through that and then when I realized what was going on oh like you just you're letting go of something just that insight of like oh like you're actually you're not letting go of anything real you're letting go Mm. of the idea that you've had of the past and and the idea that you've had of alcohol And, and the moment I saw that it instantly transmuted into, you know, gratitude. So yeah, sure. I mean, these practices and everything are, are amazing, I think. And I think often they they just get double, we do we they just come to us naturally when we when we realize like what's going on. Um but yeah, yeah, I think that's a really powerful thing to do. Um there's your stomach again coming in to pipe up. <laughs> how does it how does I don't it... think any of the listeners can. Maybe. I mean, if I can, they must be able to actually. It knows how to come in. But then I never, if I ever listen back, I never hear it. So, (laughs) right. Is there anything? So there we go. So that was uh, just something that we wanted to riff on because I think it's, um, I think it's something that maybe, you know, when we're innocently trying to like, you know, we think we're letting go of something when actually there's, there's, there's something else to see. Like it's just us sharing like some stuff, basically just us going around the houses a bit and having a, share around something that we've seen and coming at it from different sides and and how we see things and who knows hopefully some people or someone will uh hear something in there that resonates with them so let us know if you do reach out let us know and, and please send us messages you know we're 
we are more and more these days going and looking at the kinds of discussions that are happening in the Facebook group, going and looking at what people are talking about and using that as um, fuel for what we're talking about here because we we want to know what's going to be helpful. We want to know what's in people's lived realities right now. Um, so, yeah, we're doing that more and more. So come and let us know in the Facebook group if there's anything that's resonated with you. Mm. False show. False. I'm going to go and eat something. My tummy can oh, yeah. pipe down. Good plan. <laughs> All right, team. See you soon. Bye. Yeah, so there we have it. Like we, as always, ended up meandering down some different routes, but everything's kind of connected, right? And all of these things seem really important to talk about. So we hope you got as much from that as we did. And uh, as I say, we would love, love, love to know what you got from it, where you are in the journey, you know, what's going on for you. Um, is this something that you've been through? And the best place to do that is in the Facebook group. And it's really, really lovely to see um, everybody connecting with each other and talking about the topics that we that we bring to the podcast. So, hey, have a freaking awesome week. Uh, hopefully, wherever you are, it's sunny. If it's winter, if you're on the other side of the planet, hopefully it's uh, it's not too cold. And uh, yeah, have a great week. See you soon. <laughs>